Hello. And welcome to Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody and Kathy. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Welcome, welcome. Are you ready for Christmas? <laughs> am I ready? Am I ready for Christmas? Yeah. Um, what What does that mean exactly? It means, are you ready for Christmas? Just the way it sounds. Because <laughs> everyone asks me that, and I, I think I'm always ready, and I usually am, and everything <laughs> seems to go fine. Is that because everyone around me is busy getting ready for Christmas? Yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty much. And I'm just focused on what's really important. And what is really important? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I hate shopping. You, you've really opened my eyes to, to gift giving. We were having a conversation the other day, and they were, we were talking about giving gifts. Yeah. And they were talking to you. Oh, yeah. He was asking me if he should get his wife a gift card. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We were we actually were looking at. We went back to Georgia and we they put us in a radio station, uh, radio studio, and we actually had a. They put us right in front of the microphones and we're actually looking at doing some radio. And anyway, we sat down and cold and di- and because of this podcast, it really like I think they were they were mildly impressed. But anyway, yeah. So he asked, so the uh, guy interviewing the us, the host was was asking. Uh, if he should get his wife uh, a gift card for Christmas. <laughs> and Kat immediately said no. And, and then he went into the reasons why he thought that might be a good thing. And, and we interrupted him immediately. <laughs> and I, even, I, even me, I said, no, bro. Like when she says no, just you, you, there's no justification. You have to figure it out. But you have a gift. You have the, the gift of giving gifts because you really, you make them special. You know, and that, and it doesn't take a lot of money to do that. It just, it mean, it just has more meaning. I know. And I just found out that last night that one of the gift got lost. Oh yeah. I just heard you talking about that. My, my dad's gift Mm -hmm. got lost, got lost and they couldn't remake it and ship it in time. So I had to go to plan B. (laughs) Is plan A still coming? No, it's lost. Oh, it's gone. Like you, it's a gone. Like it you, went bye bye. You're not going to reorder the same thing. I will maybe for his birthday or something. You have up until the 24th to get it by Christmas, don't you? No, oh. because it production takes about a week. That was an Amazon joke. It was not an Amazon. And Amazon, you can't get it. And no, I oh, know. It's and then not like it used my to. gift never got shipped from Amazon, and I tried to your reorder. gift. Yeah, that you got yourself. That Santa got me. Oh my gosh. Wow, my gift got lost too. I'm going to have to reorder that. Yeah. I really like this. I really like where this conversation's going, actually. Yeah. Anyway, I was just giving you a compliment because, and it's been nice, like looking for stuff for my daughters and, and jewelry with their names and their, their initials and my boys. You know, it's just like. It, the last, even last year, my uh, Sophie, when she opened, she's like, Dad, you, you really, I'm really impressed. Well, they obviously know where that, where the support comes from. But anyway, gifts, giving, Christmas. We are about a week away and everyone says, are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready for Christmas? What does that mean? It means. To you. What does it mean to you? To me, I'm not ready. Mm. 
I won't be ready until, let's see, 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. So when people ask that, what are they asking? I think, I'm like, like you you know, are you done shopping? Oh. Like, and, you know, you know what you're serving for Christmas dinner or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. So I'm, when I say I'm ready, I can literally just go home, put my feet up, watch TV. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm done. Is that a thing? That could be for a me, thing. it is a thing. It's always been a thing for me. I, I just wasn't sure about other people. Yeah, people have other plans. You know, some people have to travel, so yeah. you know they have to get their stuff early. And I'm kind of, so. I'm kind of teasing in a way. This is, it, it's because it, it, we say, "Are you ready?" It's like, it's especially when you have kids and you have a big family. It's like never ends. So, are you ever really ready? Well, all your kids' stuff should be here today. Yeah. So I'm ready. Yeah. I can tell people I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. So we, yeah. let's talk about Christmas a little bit. We talked about Easter and a little bit about the history of Easter. And no, we, we didn't talk or about Or was it? No, it was uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Sorry, Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving came and now it's gone. And now we're here at Christmas. Yep. We feasted on Thanksgiving really big. And you feasted on another oh my gosh. apple pie all by yourself. And my mom had to bring back up yeah. the next day. So I asked her to bring two apple oh, pies um, for Christmas. It's a good wife right there. It's a good mom. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, so now we're here at Christmas. We're going to have two apple pies apparently coming. So And some ribs. As we started, as we started talking about Christmas and the history of Christmas... What kind of impression, what the impression I got was really the symbolism of Christmas, like the symbolism of all the things that are, you know, around Christmas. How, how often do we stop and ask ourselves, you know, like, like the question, are you ready for Christmas? Well, what, what does that mean? <laughs> you know? Well, let's start out with what is Christmas? Yeah, let's start with where Christmas comes from. And then, and then I'd like to talk about some of the symbolism there of the traditions and the cultures and all the things that have come over the years. Real quick. Yeah, so what is Christmas to you? Christmas to mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Well, it's just a time to get outside myself, right? It's a time to focus on others, whether it be service, time, gifts. I, I really don't like the gift thing because I think it's just gotten way out of control. And in my family, we just, now we pick a name and we have one person and that that's made it nice but it, it's it is still kind of weird because i'll get a gift card to someone and they'll give me a gift card and it's like i love you love you here's don't buy anybody no a gift i know card. i know that's 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 where i went wrong so I, I, you gotta make those gifts special and i'm working on it okay what is christmas oh, to right, you yeah, like okay. when they say christmas yeah. it, it's giving it's it, I, I love it i love christmas music i love christmas trees i love I know you've been playing Christmas music <laughs> since July. No, just uh, it was a road trip. We were, we were bored. I was bored. I had to stay awake. But it's nice, you know. It's hot outside. Anyway, but that's, I mean, I love it. I love everything about it. It's, it's about What's it's the about importance people. of yeah, Christmas it's, it's about, it's to about. you? Like when they say Christmas, it's not just family. Well, but I'm, I'm a Christian, so I celebrate it maybe, you know, differently than other people parts of the world but it is interesting that 80 percent of the world celebrates christmas in, in one way or another 
And, and here, you know, I celebrate it as a remembrance of the birth of Christ, uh, first and foremost. Well, and that's what, that's how you spell Christmas is Christ. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's how they got the name. Mm. And usually it's, um, it's celebrated among Christian. So, but let me tell you a little bit of background about Christmas and how it came to be. Mm. Loved it. I love it. It's kind of boring because it's a history lesson, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. You'll make and it I'm fun, gonna though. I'm going to bore you with it. So it started out with back in the days, like I'm talking about early, early, early days. Mm. The middle of winter has long been the time of celebration. You know, people, they celebrated winter solstice, which is around December 21st. And they're feasting. So, and then... Like, is this 100, 200 AD, like early, like... Like early in... Right, soon after Christ's death, like within yeah, like 100 years. Within so. 100 to 200 years. Gotcha. Okay. So, in Scandinavia, the Norse celebrated what they call Yule. So, it's like where they have a log and that they lit up. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of like how they, you know... The Yule if you, log came The Yule up. log you know, cake and stuff that came to be. So they celebrated that during the winter solstice and that usually lasted about 12 days. Mm. So, you know, kind of until into early parts of January. But then for some people in Germany, they honor the pagan god Odin during the midwinter holidays. So the Germans were terrified of Odin and so they won't leave the house because... Mm. They won't leave the house. They they stay in the, in their house because they're terrified of something bad happening. Mm. Maybe and, they're just maybe it's just colder and shit out there. Well, it is cold. It's winter, so yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's like it's cold here. Yeah. It's already twenty degrees outside right now. It was fifteen this morning. <laughs> when so. you had to take Gracie and Gracie out to take her frozen pee. Yes, and she just wanted like dive her body in the snow and i'm like she's so cute she loves the snow all right cool anyway yeah so it's those winter long winter month so the romans observe juvenalia which is a feast honoring the children of rome in december so in a way it kind of like everybody kind of pulled their different cultures together in, in a way right so now, in early Christianity, Easter was the the only main holiday that was observed. So the birth of Jesus was not celebrated until later, mm. much later, when um, Pope Julius I chose December 25th, and it is commonly believed that the church chose this date in an effort to ad- adopt and absorb the, the traditions of the pagan Saturnalia Festival. Which is like what they observe, you know, the feasting and the drinking. Giving. That was kind of more like a drunken party, really. Yeah, it's like Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah, that was of the pagans. Yeah. yeah. So, but they're trying to kind of you know intertwine those sure, celebration. Sure. It's a celebration with, of people, of food, and then religion was in obviously. Yeah. Brought so it was it. called the Feast of the Nativity, hmm. which is a custom spread to Egypt. By 432, the year 432. Wow. And to England by the end of the 6th century. Cool. So that's how, you know, kind of, and then 
Christmas kind of started is a celebration of winter solstice. And then, you know, I've read from the History Channel saying that, you know, that they believe that Christ, um, that baby Jesus was conceived around March 25th. So nine months after that is when he's born, Mm. which is December 25th. Oh, that's how they they, came up with that. That's kind of how they came up with that. Mm. And it was adopted. See, if I shut up for a minute, I actually learned something. That's why I love you, babe. Listening is a gift. It is. It's a gift I don't always have. You're getting better. I'm a pretty good listener. But did you know that Christmas was canceled at some point in the early colonial days? Well, I knew it was canceled at my house a couple times. I I mean, I had six kids and I I canceled Christmas a couple times. Well, even in like um, in Europe. So in the early 17th century, a wave of religious reform changed the way Christmas was celebrated in Europe. So when Oliver Cromwell and his Puritan forces took over England in 1645, he got rid of Christmas Mm. as part of, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, so and then and then Charles II was restored to the throne and then he reinstituted it. Reinstituted. So when the pilgrims came over to the US in the north in the Boston colony, mm-hmm. Christmas was outlaw. Mm. Wow. And then if you're caught celebrating Christmas in Boston, you're fined 5 shillings. 5 shillings, which is a lot of money. Wow. But um, John Smith, who settled um, Jamestown, they have in that colony, which is around the earth, the Virginia mm-hmm. colony, they celebrate Christmas there. So back then it was like it's by colonies mm. in the U.S. That's how it started. And you came from the Virginia colony. Yeah. So I came celebrating so Christmas. We're, yeah, we're glad. You got good genealogy. Yeah. <laughs> My mom always loved Christmas because yeah. of all the lights and the decorations, which we'll get into. But, you know, some fun facts about Christmas. No, that's good. I didn't know the history of that. Do you know how many evergreens or Christmas trees are sold in the U.S. each year? Hmm. No. Do you want to take a guess? No. <laughs> a lot. 25 to 30 million. Wow. Wow. Are they, those are real? Real trees. trees. We're talking about real trees. Mm. And there's only 15,000 Christmas tree farms Mm. all over the U.S. And each tree takes about between four to 15 years to to grow before they can cut them and and be put in our living room. So I'm grateful for my noble fear that we got this year. Let's talk about trees. Where does, where does Christmas tree, where, where does that tradition come from? That tradition comes from, I don't know, the Evergreens. (laughs) So Christmas trees essentially represents the Trinity because it's like a a pyramid. So there's three sides to a pyramid. So the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and it's pointing up. And so people became more and more focused on that that kind of shape of the tree and making sure it's, it's pointed up. And then... The Germans started bringing their trees over to the to America, and uh, that's that's kind of where it, it came from. And then, what about poinsettia? Poinsettia actually doesn't really have a lot of history in Christmas. It comes more from the winter solstice, 
But it's interesting because there was a gentleman that started sending them out to news stations, and those news stations were putting them on their sets, and that's how poinsettia got popular for Christmas. Nope. And that's a fact. You can no, fact check me on no, that. No, I am fact checking you. you and fact check me on Poinsettia Plants was named after Joel R. Poinsett. Yes. An American minister to Mexico who brought it, the red and green plant from Mexico to America Correct. in 1828. But not for Christmas, my yes. love. No. And that how it became a winter plant. Which dies at r- almost right after Christmas. Yeah, that's the poinsettia. What's the symbolism of eggnog? Well, eggnog was a drink that the Germans used to. It was called something else. There's a, the the Latin. There's a Latin term for eggnog. I, I don't have it in front of me because I can't see my damn notes. But anyway, <laughs> came away. It was a. It was called something close to that, and they brought it over and and it had a like a rum or liquor uh, in it. So Captain James. Oh, here we go. Captain James brought it over into the Jamestown settlement in 1607. And that's how we get, that's how we learn of the first eggnog in the U.S. What was it called though? It was was called something different. Does it have the name of it? Eggnoggy. (laughs) Eggnoggy. All right. What about Christmas lights? Let me hit you on that one. Christmas lights. Yeah. Where'd they come from? Why do we have Christmas lights? You got to brighten it up and let it shine. Let me give you a little history lesson here, okay? Make it light to heaven. Edward Hibbard Johnning, who was Thomas Edison's boss, did his first Christmas light window covering in his business window. And people were in awe. And he promoted it and he sold, they started selling Christmas. That's where Thomas Edison... His boss. Do you know who started the Rockefeller Center but I love Christmas lights. tree? I do love lights too. What? No. The Rockefeller Christmas tree. That O-M-G. tradition. Well, I could guess. No, I don't. I know who donated the tree. Who donated the, the Rockefellers? Tree? No, it's the first one, I'm sure. Isn't it? No. The construction workers are the ones starting that tradition. That really? Yes. In 1931. So they went out and bought a tree and hung it right there, the construction workers? They're working, you know. <laughs> they're working and they're like, I got to put, <laughs> I gotta, I wanna, you know, I need some yeah. holiday spirit. So yeah. I'm just going to put a tree right here That's in neat. the middle of Rockefeller Center. That's and it kind of started the whole tradition. No, I'm glad they did. What about your red-nosed friend, Rudolph? Rudolph and the reindeer have really no Christmas historical connection. But there was a story, if I remember correctly, of or a book that was written about a, a gentleman who had been up to the North Pole and seen reindeer and incorporated it into the story of Nicholas. Folklore, I think Rudolph was made up by a writer. Yes. I, ding, 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 ding. Isn't that not what I said the very first time? But it has nothing to do with Santa Claus. <laughs> no, I know. But it was incorporated into the story in the folklore. That's how it. Anyway. So it was a product of Robert L. May's imagination in 1939. That's what I was going to say. He wrote um, a poem about the reindeer to help lure customers to into the Montgomery Ward department store. Okay, let's talk about Santa Claus, which uh, yeah, I the, know. The, the old story. man with a beard? Yes. I'm, I'm asking you, do you know the history of Santa Claus? 
that he goes down the chimney, but I don't know how no, he fits down no, that chimney no, because he's so no, you're, you're, chubby. Okay, let's go back. The- so he was a very wealthy man in Germany. I can't remember his name right off the bat, but he would go around during Christmas and he would give away, part of his goal was to give, like, give away his fortune. And he did it through uh, putting coins especially for young girls he, like in their stockings for their and dowry or their dowry. Their dowry. So, and he would drop coins in there and every year they would, you know, he would he'd sneak around and, and give out a lot of, a lot of gifts. And so that's where the stocking came from. And, and his, his name, Nicholas, uh, is, is where, you know, where Santa came from. And it was a legend that can be traced back to the monk named St. Nicholas who was born in Turkey around 280 Well, that's him. That's AD. the rich guy in Germany. Or what, what was it Germany? Turkey. Turkey. That's that's the one. That's the guy. Yeah. So was he? He was a real guy. Real wealthy. Gave his money away. Does he have a white beard and I think, had a little belly and wear a did. red suit? Yep. Yep. I think he did from the pictures I've seen. So I just, you know, I, let's just bring this home. I, I think it's just important. You know, we, there's a lot of other symbols. We have the star uh, on the tree, angels. You know, the candy cane certainly has symbolism there. Uh, the candy cane was actually a straight piece of, like, candy that the Germans put on the tree. And then someone put the little circle on the end of it to represent the shepherd's cane. Some say it represents J for Jesus. But I think the important thing is, is under, like, it's just good to say once in a while, like, why, is, why do we do that? Why is that? Does it have any meaning to you that's deeper than, oh, it looks nice and it's part of the tradition? You know, the angel on the tree is probably one of the most um, prominent, the star, obviously the star of David. So it goes on and on and on, but, but, but symbolism beyond Christmas, like everywhere we look, there's, there's, there's symbolism and I think it's important to, to ask why, you know, what, what, what does it mean? And then another important thing about Christmas, you know, that the Christmas tradition that brings back, it's not just, it's about giving, not just gifts. It's, you know, you can give, give your time to charity, give your money to charity, mm-hmm. you know, just like, you know, do something nice for somebody. Get outside yourself. Just gives yeah, you your neighbors. It just to do that. yeah. Give give your time to neighbors. Yep. Love one another. Well, and that's that's honestly. You asked me what I what Christmas means to me. I mean, just going around visiting friends, watching people cook their treats, and just you know, it, it's just good to catch up. And it's good to it's it's good to get outside myself a little bit and think of the needs of others. That's really what I enjoy most and it's kind of a slow time of year for us for business so it gives us that opportunity to to kind of breathe a little bit and focus on what's important yep and the most important thing around the holidays is family yep you know being with your family and being together enjoy each other's company and catch up well and that's what I, i would encourage everyone Look, look for those that don't have family, you know, and, and try and incorporate them into your, into what what you have going on. I know 
almost every year growing up, my dad, my sister, someone would be at the table that no one knew. We would, we would literally just inevitably bring someone home. And it was kind of weird as a kid. Like, it was kind of scary. Like, this, you know, person I'd never met, you know. But it, it, it was a neat, it's a neat tradition, you know. And look for, look for those people that don't have a family. Yeah, and, you know, there's six things that I like for listeners to keep in mind or, like, have call it the holiday bucket list. Cool. Okay? One, be present. Two, wrap somebody in a hug. I love that. Three, send love. Four, donate food or donate to charity, mm-hmm. whichever. Five, make memories. Mm. And last one, be the light. That last one's kind of the hardest, I think, sometimes. Be yourself. Yeah. You know, be the light. You know, some days you can light up somebody's, you know, just maybe by reaching out to somebody, you're already... Be be available. I like that one, be available. Yeah, but be the light for someone. Yeah. Be the shining star on Christmas. All right. With that said, Merry Christmas, Merry Renewals. We're not going to, we won't be back on here until after the first of the year. No, so. we will. Oh. We'll have um, one more for this year. Oh. We'll wrap up the oh. year. So we'll be talking about New Year's and resolutions and. We'll other. just wrap up what happened in 2022. Yeah. With the economy, with the world, with love. With everything. Everything. You know, wrap up your life. And set some goals for next year. Yep, and we'll see how the year goes. I'm sure there's, hopefully, COVID is going to bye-bye, but it's, you know, I just read somewhere that COVID had mutated to 540 new mutations. Mm-hmm. So, Merry Christmas. We love you. I love you, sweetie, and uh, look forward to spending some time with our family this Christmas. And I love that, you, That too. is all that matters. I love you too. Okay. And, you know, for our listener, have a Merry Christmas and enjoy your time with your family. And if you can give some time or do something for somebody and be that light and that unknown somebody, it would make the meaning of Christmas more meaningful. Amen. That's it for this week's episode of Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody Kathy. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a thing. This is Cody and Kathy wishing you a love-filled life full of prosperity. Have a good week. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>